Amen. Good morning to you all. It's another wonderful time for service. Amen. And we are learning. Um, what is the topic again? Fire in my mouth. Fire in my mouth. It's based on prayer, tongues, mainly focusing on tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. Throughout last week, um, we were learning some things which are very, very important and very, very key. If you did not see the post on WhatsApp, it's because I have gone on holiday on WhatsApp. <laughs> WhatsApp break. I'm taking WhatsApp break. Amen. I will come back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, fire in my mouth. How to pray? How can I pray? You know, you hear people saying, hey, maybe <laughs> Somebody have ever told you to pray, right? So as a person, pray about what? Or how should I pray? People think that when they say pray with my brother, pray with they have said something. Is equal to what zero. If I say pray, pray. Okay, pray. <laughs> pray. To pray is a null, is ambiguous, is an ambiguous thing. So when I say pray, it means it is not clear. It's not clear. Amen. Pray. What are you praying about? What are you praying for? How do you pray? Amen. Amen. So, all through the Bible, you know, we usually, because we have the Bible, so we read from Genesis. And we read, and Moses have hours of prayers. Abraham have hours of prayers. Elijah, they all went to pray. Amen. The question is, who taught Abraham how to pray? Amen. Who taught, who taught Moses how to pray? Is it the kind of prayer that Moses prayed that God said, Hey! <laughs> Don't you know that Moses prayed God said, Hey! <laughs> why are you, God said, Ah! Moses, why are you crying to me? Oh! <laughs> Amen. Who taught them how to pray? So, if we are just learning how to pray because we saw that Moses prayed, Elijah prayed, then we are picking the wrong role in prayer. Hallelujah. To understand prayer, you have to come to where prayer began. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to come to where prayer began. Yes. Is that prayer began in the old days? Yes, prayer began. I'm not doubting you. But where prayer himself began prayer. Hallelujah. Who is prayer himself? Jesus himself. He is our role model in what? In prayer. That is how prayer began on the earth. 
<laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> His disciples, were they not Jews? Were they not Jews? Oh, please respond. This man, I don't want you to be cold. Amen. I said, His disciples, not Jews. Didn't they read the Old Testament? Did they know about Abraham's and Moses' prayer life? So if they can come to Jesus and say, Oh Lord, teach us how to pray, it means almost your mother. Hallelujah. Because they saw something in this man's prayer. They said, Hey, this man, he knows that thing. Hallelujah. He knows that thing. Teach us how to how to pray like the way you are praying, not our Father who is in heaven. Do you know that Jesus could never teach them how to pray? Do you know that? He said, "Why you want to pray?" Say, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread." That is the children. That's how they pray. That's how they are laughing. Amen. So when somebody does something like that, it's thinking that maybe he or she has what has prayed, but you have not done anything. You have only sang, or you have just talked. Amen. That is not prayer. Amen. It's a, it's it's an order of prayer, but itself is not prayer. And even that order crowd today, <laughs> it is not relevant anymore. Amen. Because Jesus could not teach them. How to pray in the Old Testament. They could only understand prayer after the death, burial, and the resurrection of what? Of Jesus. That is why after the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, you will never find anywhere in the Bible. The apostles gathered and then they said, Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Allah be thy name. You would never ever find it anywhere. If you check their prayer, it was warfare prayer, nice, nice prayers. Hallelujah. Amen. Then come to Apostle Paul. Who taught Apostle Paul how to pray? Did you see? Who, where did Apostle Paul learn how to pray? The type of apostle, the, the, the type of prayer that Apostle Paul prayed, they were directly from the Spirit. And they were different from the Old Testament prayers. Arise, O Lord, and your enemies be scattered. In the Old Testament, Moses. Arise, O Lord, and your enemies be scattered. They are going to promise land. How will they have enemies? Are you going to claim somebody's land? Are you going to fight somebody in Ghana to take the person's land? God has told you, hey, Robert, go down the lane, down the eye, walk down the eye in Donasu. I have given you any parts that you step, your feet step. He says, ah, okay, thank you, Lord, I am going. Um, as you get there, yes, my boy, now we say, as I see the media, who is it? Where the fuck you answer? Oh, where is that receipt? 
<laughs> Tell God to give you the receipt. Hallelujah. Amen. There's something about prayer. Let me show you something from the New Testament. Ay, ay, ay. Look at Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Verse 44. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. It says, And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And being in agony. He prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were. Look at him. It were his sweat were like great drops of what? Blood falling down to the ground. So it was not that blood was coming out from his body. But they're just telling you that the, the sweat that was coming out was thick, like what? Blood. Now, there's something that is that's about prayer, which I want to show you. And it is feeling. Feeling. I think this thing is Amen. Amen. I think there's something about prayer which is has to do with the feeling. Jesus being in agony. That word agony is the word agonia. Agonia in the Greek. It means a struggle for victory. And then they said another way to express it is of severe mental struggle. Mental and emotions. Severe mental struggles and emotions. Emotions. Feelings. So the way Jesus prayed was not without these feelings and emotions. So they were strong. Very, very strong. You see, and the reason why there was a strong feeling was, was because his mind was in the prayer. He was what? Praying. You see, his mind was there. Whenever you are praying, and then you just notice that, you just and then you feel like stopping, or you don't feel like, like you feel the prayer is no longer sweet. It is because your mind has gone away from the prayer. At that moment, you are no longer praying or you are doing noise making. So we can pray for 12 hours and some people might just only pray for one hour. 
because they don't know how to, uh, to pray. But there was a feeling, a struggle, a mental one that had to do with the mind. So one thing you must understand about prayer is that prayer has to do with the what? The mind. The mind. If you take the mind or your mind, the human mind, away from prayer, you can't say you are praying. Amen. Amen. Have you ever prayed and then you said yes before? Huh? Have you ever prayed and then tears comes out from your eyes before? Do you know why it happened like that? Because you put yourself in the word prayer. But if you were not in the prayer, tears will never come. So who have never cried in prayer? It's not their fault. They have not started praying. It's just the same thing like worship. You worship God. As you're worshiping God, all of a sudden, tears starts coming. It's because you have put yourself, your mind, in the word worship. But when you take your mind away from that worship, then the worship is not, you start singing it. That is not something that is something anyhow. It's not their fault. If you want to sing love song, eh? love song, and then you're just singing it anyhow. I'm not going to sing love song. I don't want trouble. I don't want love song. No love song is coming to my mind. Just imagine Shatawale singing Melissa. Melissa! I get so plenty to sing for you. <laughs> and then now there's a way he will sing it that you know that yes, like he's actually singing to the world to the lady, and then the lady will be what feeling it and be moving. Now, if the mind will move, if the mind should move his mind, he's going to sing the song anyhow. So listen, your mind brings in the power and takes off the power in prayer. The same thing in worship. You see, so the mind, remember that this year is our year of light. So as we are learning prayer, we are learning it relating to the word mind. You get it? So the mind is very, very important in prayer, in worship, in ministry, in serving God. So listen. Let me talk about generally about service now. I'll come back quickly to my message. If you are a pastor and then your mind is disturbed, you cannot deliver. If you are asked to preach, you cannot deliver. Your mind will wander. You cannot, you cannot control the preaching. You cannot regulate the preaching. You cannot pray it together. Everything will be pyam, 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 pyam. The way you talk is the way your mind is. The way you talk is the way your mind is. Amen. So Jesus brought a kind of feeling to that prayer. 
and that feeling made him to sweat. So there is a feeling in prayer. You see, and without your mind in that prayer, that feeling cannot be there. Amen. That feeling that you are thinking is just a feeling, it's not just a feeling. For a Christian, it's not just a word, a feeling. There's something. Amen. Let me show you something. Let me show you one verse and then we'll compare it with this verse. Let's look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 26. Okay, sorry, Romans 8, verse 26, sorry. Romans 8, verse 26. Please, are you there? Let's read here. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The Spirit also helpeth our what? Infirmities. Infirmities is weakness. We know that. Our infirmities. The Spirit helps our weakness. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. That is our weakness. Now, when you read this, we don't know how to pray and how intensely we ought to pray. The last time I met somebody read it from the kid, um, Amplified for me. I think we have the Amplified here. Can you display it? Please follow carefully. It says, the Spirit helps our weakness. What is our weakness? Uh-huh. It says, for we know not what we should pray. One, we don't know what we should pray. Two, how we ought to pray. The intensity. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and gets us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer. Do you see? For we do not know what prayer to offer. One, or how to what? How to what? Offer it worthily as we ought. We do not know what prayer to pray and how we ought to what? Pray it. How intense it has to be. That is our weakness. Did you get it? That is why. Let us do something right now. Everybody pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Amen. 
Today, you people, you are trying to hold your mind to it. As you pray, most, most of you, you are holding your mind to it. There's a few people that your mind went off. But most of you, your mind was in the prayer. You put yourself in the prayer. That is good. Now, when I say pray in tongues, the moment you start praying, it is normal. But as you keep on praying, all of a sudden, pew, your mind don't know what to pray. So it has what? Gone somewhere. It doesn't know how to pray. It has what? Gone. It doesn't know how intensely. That is why when you are praying, all of a sudden, uh, I don't feel like praying. It is not your fault. It is your what? Your mind. That is our weakness in what? In prayer. Our weakness in prayer. You get it? Now look at Let's go back to the KJV. Are we there? Okay, let's read again. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession. Maketh what? Intercession. For us. Now, stop there. The Spirit maketh intercession for us. The Spirit makes intercession. Now, that word intercession, the Greek word is very long. Very long. Let me see if I can say it. It's like Chinese. Let's forget about the Greek word. Now, it means to intercede. Amen. It means to stand in the place of. Amen. So in prayer, the Spirit takes our place in what? Prayer. Hallelujah. Do you see? So the Spirit takes my place in what? Prayer. And now this is original prayer. Why? Because the Spirit, God himself, is now involved in the what? Prayer. The Spirit takes my place higher in prayer. How I should be praying, the Spirit now takes over. Now, listen to it. says, how does it mean? It says, with groanings. What? Groanings. Groan. What is groaning? Groaning. What is groaning? Oh, somebody is groaning. Most of the time, you know that that way groaning comes from where? The inside. You see, that groaning, it comes from the inside. That's why it says, which cannot be what? Altered. So there is a groaning on the inside. Which cannot be what? Altered. This is original form of prayer. So prayer happens in that feeling. That feeling, that groaning is a strong feeling inside of you. Jesus used, he says, a strong mental, a, like a strong mental, um, 
a, a strong mental struggle. Mental emotions. A strong emotions. That is the way Jesus prayed. And then sweat like blood were coming out of from him. Now, the reason why there is a groaning. Now, let's read it carefully. For the Spirit takes our place with what? Groanings. Now, the groanings, listen to me, it's not just that the Spirit is praying for you, but He is helping you. Amplify says He comes to our aid. You get it? So, that feeling, that groanings comes from where? The Spirit. Do you see? Because our spirit and the spirit of God is now what? One. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So now, this is a different form of prayer. That is why on the day of Pentecost, they spoke in tongues. Because the way they used to pray and the way they have now started praying have what? Change. There is now a change in the way they used to pray and now and how they are now praying. So when their spirits came, it was a strong emotion inside of them. A very, very strong emotion. Now, they don't have anywhere to express that groanings, but to speak it out in words, in tongues. Do you see? So the speaking of tongues is an expression of that groaning that is taking place with our spirit and the spirit of God inside of us. So as we fix our mind to that groaning, our prayer becomes powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if you pray this way, Amen. If you pray this way, you always come out victoriously. If you can learn how to pray this way, if you can learn how to put yourself in the prayer. Now, let me show you something. When we read Colossians chapter 3, okay, no, the word metaphor 4 was used in Romans chapter 12. Let's go back there. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, right? That went metamorphosis. It says, And be not conformed to this word, and be yet transformed by the renewing of your word. Hmm. Do not be conformed to this word, but be yet transformed by the renewing of your mind. This word transformed, are you here? Uh, am I going to fast? Let me relax more. <laughs> Amen. Let's take the thing step by step. Amen. Now, just follow me, don't worry, you'll get everything. Now, this word transformed. Is the word metamorpho. You don't need to write it. This is not the first time we are hearing it, so you don't need to write it. Transform is the word what? metamorpho. It means to change form. To change what? Form. 
I wish I could display the Greek here so that you see. The word used here is metamorpho. It means to change from one form to ours, another. Now listen to what it says. Be transformed, metamorpho, by the word. Renewing of your words. Of your words. Mind. If the mind is involved in prayer, can metamorpho happen in prayer? Yes. If I fix, if I can fix my mind to prayer, can a change take place within me in prayer? Yes. A change can take place within me in prayer. That is why First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 4 it says what? It says what? He that speaks in tongues edifies him what? Self. Don't leave that. He that speaks in tongues edifies himself. He builds himself. So there's a, there's a change that takes place in what? Prayer. There's a change that takes place in prayer. Because why? In prayer, the mind is what? Involved. Do you see it? The mind is involved. So you cannot pray without a change. So if I don't involve my mind in prayer, can a change happen? No. So now, that strong feelings, that strong emotions, is as a result of your mind in that word, prayer. And I told you that it is not just an ordinary groaning, it's a bad change. It's a change. Hallelujah. So when you pray, it is not just the answer that you receive, but you receive also a what? A change of state. Hallelujah. So there is something that happens within your spirit anytime you pray that puts you on a new level. Whenever you pray correctly, whenever you fix your mind to the word prayer. So whatever state you are right now is a result of how far you have used your mind in prayer. Do you understand? So the groanings, the feelings, that is what brings that change. Metamorpho. Amen. And I'm going to prove it to you. Amen. Look at um, something happened. Something happened somewhere in the Bible. Look. Look. Matthew. Matthew. Matthew chapter 17. Verse 3. Let's go there. Matthew chapter 17, verse 3. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Mm-hmm. Then answered, okay. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, 
let us make here three tabernacles. One for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. Uh-huh. While he yet speak, he says, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Uh-huh. We are we now. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were so afraid. Verse 7. And Jesus came. Oh. Go back. Go back to verse 5. Verse 4. Go back to verse 3. Verse 2. Go back to verse 2. Now go back to verse 1. It's okay. Come to verse 1. I missed something. I wanted to show you something. It says, And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. If it says, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and they went to a what? High mountain. Whenever Jesus goes to a mountain, what are they going to do? Do you know that? That whenever they go to the mountain, Matthew 8, Matthew 8, verse 1. Check Matthew 8, verse 1. We'll come back to this Matthew 17. Matthew 8, verse 1. Whenever they go to the mountain, Now, look at When he was come down from the what? Mountain. What did he go and do in the mountain? When he was come down from the mountain. So whenever they go to the mountain, they take Peter, James, and John to see and they go there to pray. Now, that, that we have we heard of different mountains in the Bible Mount Olives, Gethsemane, and the rest. Amen. When Jesus was praying and his sweat was like drops of blood, do you remember that he took Peter, James, and John with him? So on the mountain, what did they go and do? They went to that world to pray. So now, in, in one of these times that they went to the mountain to pray was um, um, Matthew. 17. Now, look at it. It says, And after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and bring them up into a high mountain apart. Apart. That was also, it says, a sign of what? Of prayer. Apart. And was transfigured. This word transfigured is the word metamorphose. The same word that we use for do not be conformed to it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is still the same word. This word transfigured is the word, is the word of metamorpho. So as Jesus was praying, 
there was a change that was taking place. Hallelujah. You know the way Jesus prayed? With strong emotion, with groaning. So that groaning, that groaning always produces a what? A metamorphosis. Amen. So when the spirit and the mind joins in prayer, there is always a what? A transformation. Whenever the spirit joins the mind in prayer, there's always a what? A change. You get it? Not just from where you used to be, but from a simpler state to a higher state. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in the Bible says, and his face did shine as the word, sun. And his raiment was white as the light. Do you know that what they were seeing was a vision? What they were seeing right now was not physical, they were looking at it. But what they were seeing, so if somebody could see you in a vision, as you are praying, your spirit combined with your mind, this is how you will be. You will be shining. Your face will be shining. And even your clothes will be what? Shining. Amen. Look at, go, go down, down to verse 6 or 7 or 8. Verse 9. Wait. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them saying, Tell the what? Tell the what? Vision to no man. So what they were seeing was not a physical thing. It was what? A vision that they were what? Seeing. So if somebody could see you in the state of prayer, hey, so do you know what happens? What we say edify? He that prays in tongues. He's not just speaking, he edifies himself. Do you know what happens? That is the, that is the metamorphosis we are talking about. That is the edification. So the moment I begin, don't ignore that feeling that you start to feel inside. The feeling, it is that little, but focus more on it. Hey, as you continue, it becomes stronger. As you continue, it becomes stronger. At the point you start, hey, you cannot hold it anymore. You get it. So when you start praying, it is a struggle between you and your mind. You get it. As you start praying in tongues, it's a struggle between you and your mind. Your mind is going. It is going. If it goes, bring it back to that prayer. Deep within you. Bring your mind deep within you. Bring it back deep within you. So you notice that as you continue, as you continue, if you can overcome that and you continue, very soon the mind will now become stable. Hey, So you will not be praying like this anymore. You know what I mean? 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 You know what 
That time the prayer has overtaken you. You have put yourself in the prayer. At that time, there's a metamorphosis going on. He covered above. He was suitable. Hey, some people will even touch their stomach. Because the stomach is a sign of the spirit. It says, out of his belly shall flow us rivers of living waters. Hallelujah. So when you put this sign, the spiritual sign, Hallelujah. See, are you learning how to pray in tongues? It's better for you to pray in tongues to learn how to pray in tongues without having to be wasting your time. Hallelujah. Because I said, if we really want to pray in tongues, 30 minutes you cannot. You will not stand. Because the metamorphosis itself, you cannot bear it. The glory itself, you cannot bear it. Hallelujah. Shall I show you something? Let me show you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going somewhere. Ah, yeah, yeah. We are coming. I, I promise you that I'm going to show you something, right? Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Let us see something. Is this second Corinthians 3? Go there. Second Corinthians 3, verse 18. You also um, show it to us in another version. It says, But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the what? Lord. Now, when it says open face, is it talking about your face? But it's talking about your what? Your what? Your mind. It's talking about your what? Your mind. Open mind. Or a focused mind. It says, beholding. So your eyes, your mind is set upon something. Do you see that? So in prayer, your mind is set upon something. So as you are praying, what are you seeing? What are you actually seeing? If you are not seeing anything that you want to see, something that you really want, you are not yet praying. That prayer will not be strong. Amen. So, I told you that when we are praying a prayer of edification, you have to channel your mind to focus that right now, I am focusing on the power of God. Now, hold on. Hold on at this place. Don't change it. Leave it. I will come back to it. Don't remove it. Let's go to First Corinthians 14. First Corinthians 14. First Corinthians chapter 14. Are you there? Look at, let's start from verse 2. It says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto what? God. For no man understandeth him. How it in the spirit he speaketh what? Mysteries. <laughs> Amen. It says, no man understands him, how it in the spirit. He speaketh what? Mysteries. Now, if you take careful look at that verse, you will see something that you have not seen before. Let's look at it again. Let's read it slowly. It says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how it in the spirit. He speaketh mysteries. Speaking in the spirit. 
mysteries. He speaketh mysteries. He speaketh mysteries. What is the mystery? Is it a labor of our What is the mystery? The mystery is in the spirit. It is that groaning. Do you see? He speaketh mystery. So now, listen to you. It is your mind that will determine right now whether in tongues you want to edify yourself or you want to talk to God. Your mind. How do I know? Because, so if you are coming here and you want to lead prayer and you say pray in tongues, now you have to now specify whether we should talk to God or we should edify ourselves. Because there are differences. He that speaketh in tongues, speaking unto men, but unto what? God. So as I'm praying in tongues, I am talking to God. What am I saying to God? Most of the time, when we speak to God, we are worshipping Him. We are giving Him glory. You get it? So if we say speak in tongues, let us speak in tongues, it means let's just glorify God. He must at that point, it is not an edification. It is a worship. So it is your mind that determines what you are doing with the word tongues. So, we are talking to God. Let's just talk to God in the spirit. Or let us sing to God in the spirit. At that point, it is not edification. It is on God. We are worshiping God. But verse 4 now tells us that he that speaketh in tongues edifies himself. Now, I have to now focus my mind on something again. I have to now see the power of God in me. I have to focus myself on the glory of God in me. Do you get it? So at this point, I have to see something. So it says, as we behold, behold to see in a class the glory of the Lord. That thing that we see as we pray in tongues is about the glory. That groaning, that, that groaning, that feeling, that power, the spirit and everything that we focus our mind in in prayer is what? Is the groaning. As we do that, then the edification begins. Hallelujah. Then it says what? It says, I what? Changed. I what? Changed into the same what? Image. From glory to what? Glory by the Spirit. You should have by the what? Spirit. The Spirit helps our infirmities. By the what? Spirit. Hallelujah. Do you see? So there's a change. That is what happened to Jesus on the what? On the mountain. Glory to God. Amen. So I just talk about, you know, that this topic. The fire in my mouth is a topic on um, revival. I don't mean that somebody is there, but it's coming up, is back alive, but I mean um, conscious, to become conscious. You get to revive also means to become a conscious. I'm talking about consciousness. Amen. So this revival, the fire in your mouth, which is the word, the tongues, you can edify yourself what, every day and change from what? Glory to what? To glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, careful. He says, into the same image, 
the same image as who? Jesus. So our end, the end is to be exactly like Jesus and to act the way he's acting and to do what he's doing. So as long as I keep on praying this way, I can get to that state. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you see the importance of praying in tongues now? Especially the edification. Not just the talking in tongues. Now, when I, I want to now come to something much more um, practical. Amen. So now, I want to, I want a car. I want a house. I want something. How do I pray for it? How? How do I receive in prayer? Let's start from Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Matthew 7 verse 7. Oh. It's a bad thing to miss that today. Matthew 7 verse 7. These are the core. These are the core message of the image of God ministry. See? That is why we are called the image of God. <laughs> Amen. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. It says, Ask. And it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be what? Open unto you. Now I want you to notice the 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 words very well, carefully. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall what? Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So here you are asking God. And God said, It will be given. So when it says ask, seek, and knock, they are all saying the same thing. Ask, seek. No, it is all the same thing. It all means to what? To ask. To ask God for something. Amen. Now, it says, For everyone that asketh, receive it. For everyone that asketh, receive it. Wow. Wow. Everyone that asks, receives. Jesus is telling us something. He says, everyone that asks, what? Receives. So, listen. It means there is no time that I ask and I don't what? Receive. Is it? I have a lot of people have asked God, I've not seen it too. Do you want to know why you're not seeing it? Okay. It is for everyone that asks, receives. He that seeks, Find it. And to him that knocketh, it is open, not it shall be open. That is the wrong translation. Because here we have shall, 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 shall. But here he's talking about the finished one. For everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it is open. If every time I ask God for something in prayer, I receive it.
then why don't I see it? Yesterday, I asked you for a car, and then you gave it to me. Okay, maybe you gave it to somebody to give it to me. But the person you gave it to to give it to me hasn't found me. But God says, whenever I ask, I have what? Receive. It doesn't matter whether I have seen the car or I have not seen it. It says, the moment I ask, it says, I will receive. Whenever Jesus teaches on prayer, he, he finally ends to make us understand that we have received. I will not receive. I have already what? Received. So if I have received, should I ask again? If I ask again, it means I don't know how to work, to pray. That's what a lot of people do. Prayer itself is confusing. So, they don't know how to pray. Should I pray like this? Or should I pray like this? I need a phone. I am asking for a phone. I have asked for it, but I have not seen it. And then you come back the next day, oh, call that phone. Call that phone, you must answer my prayer. Some people say, don't worry, God will answer your prayer. That is a wrong statement. The day you pray, God answered your words, your prayer. He, Jesus is the one talking to He says, for everyone that asketh, receive it. So now, the rest now is not to your mind. You see, it comes back to the mind again. Even in asking and receiving, it comes down to your mind. Okay. Um, look at Matthew. Matthew. Um, let me show you something again. Matthew 18. No, sorry. Look 18, not Matthew. Look. Luke 18. Go to Luke 18. And he spoke a parable unto them to listen that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying there was in a city a giant which feared not God, neither regarded man. Uh-huh. Continue. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, uh-huh. yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what this unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them what? He will avenge them what? Speedily. <laughs> you read and you stop here. But you have to read and stop here. He says, he will avenge them what? Speedily. Speedily. 
Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the world? Eight. This is talking about faith in what? In prayer. So when he says, when you ask, you have received. Do you believe that you have received? There is no way you can receive if you don't even believe you have received. Now let's quickly round up. Mark 11 verse 23. I'll pick up from here on Wednesday. Mark 11 verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this man, be that room and be that person to see. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he what? Say it. Verse 24. Verse 24. Mm-hmm. Go to verse 24. It says, Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you what? Desire. What things soever you want, you desire. A car, a house, a ship, a mansion. It says what? When you pray, when you pray, believe that you have received them. He did not say after you have finished praying. He says, when you pray, that is when you ask, believe that you have what? Received them. And ye shall have them. So, if I ask you for a car, oh, thank you Lord, I already have it. I already have it. Now, I live like somebody who already has the what? The car. I don't live like somebody who is going to have a car. So, I live, thank you Lord, I already have it. Thank you Lord, I already have it. Now, as long as you continue that way, you are going to get it. But some people will never get it because they stop acting in faith. Now, faith is feeling. And feeling is the state of mind. I hope you saw that. Faith is what? Feeling. And feeling is a state of what? Of mind. So, after prayer, I am now living in a new state. No longer in the old state. Do you understand? Because there's a difference or something happened the moment before I pray and after I have what? Pray. Before I pray, I was not a landlord. But after I pray, I am not a landlord. Hallelujah! Did you get it? So when I sleep in the night, I see myself sleeping in my own building. When I wake up, I am waking up in my own building. 
sin is feeling. It's a state of mind. So you are now living in that world. State. And God said, as long as you live in that state, you don't understand it. You get it? As long as you live in that state, you shall have it. Amen. Amen. But people, they want to live in the two states. They live in this state. They are back. Even after one day, they are back. So faith tells you, it doesn't matter what I am seeing with my eyes. God has told me something, and I have received what God has told me, and I am living in that state that God has given me. Hallelujah! What is what I am seeing compared to what God has told me are not the same. What God has given me is the real thing. What is going on right now is a mirage. It is fake. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Because the spirit is stronger than the physical. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. We'll continue Wednesday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No wonder he says, he says, the just shall live inside. Shall live inside. No. Shall live in a state of mind. That state of mind is a feeling. So I should not change that feeling. I should not change that feeling. And then later I am depressed. I am sad. When you do that, you are living in that state. Go back to that state. And stay in that state. Until you become pregnant and give back to it. Hallelujah. In the physical. Stay long in that state. Until you see the manifestation in the world. Physical. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you that in the image of God, I will keep I'm telling you, hallelujah. It's just a matter of time. We are going to do what? Pinonies. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That the future is so great and powerful. But some people are looking at me. Today is not tomorrow. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is a mirage. Tomorrow is my reality. Hallelujah. God said it. I will see it. Who will see it? Who will see it? Hallelujah. <laughs> Lima soto breki brogo soto breki bosoto bo. Li brogo sete brogo bosoto bo. Li paraba sete breki parabaya. Hey, masata paraga basete brogo bosete bo. Li kavara basete brogo bosete brogo bosoto bo. Li kavara basete brogo bosoto bo. Li masata breki bo. I don't set my mind. I don't set my eyes. On the things that change, no. I don't set my mind on the things that I'm not uh, sitting. I don't set my mind on those things. I set my mind on the reality. 
I walk by faith. I walk in that new state. Hallelujah! So every day we live in joy. Every day we live in victory. Hallelujah! Glory! Victory every day. Hallelujah! Constant victory. <laughs> I'm gonna dance and praise it. It doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside of me. Oh, his name is Jesus. Come on. I'm born a winner. More than victorious. More than victorious. I'm gonna help the kingdom. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! You have to rejoice. Hallelujah! It doesn't matter what you face today. No, 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 no. I'm gonna dance and praise Him. Don't lose your faith. Never, never lose your faith. Stay in that in that place until you win. His name is Jesus. I'm gonna win. More than victorious, I'm ahead of the spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Ghost. Rejoice, rejoice in Him. I rejoice in Him. I rejoice in Him. More than the By the grace of God. program will come on on the 7th of March at the KMEST Defender Garden. All me attend. And this is a student program. All of us can attend. Our special evening should not be finished. Last week was the first week of March. I announced that we should try and bring our special evening. Monday, Friday, Bible lessons should not also be forgotten. Last week was runoff. Doesn't mean this week doesn't mean you can 
grace. Remember and attain. Don't forget about Wednesday's midweek service. The lessons are getting hotter, sweeter, 